Welcome to Minute Impossible. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to investigate with us the Mission Impossible franchise one minute at a time. The barber chair is open. I'm Jonathan. I'm Chris. I'm Dave with a notepad trying to get all this exposition. And I'm Rick, <laughs> hoping you'll help me like you did on the plane. Oh, oh is there a plane now? No, there's a plane! On, on the plane? That way? What planes? Yes. So we've 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 ramped up the movie with the beginning of this minute starts with uh, the airplane that way, and then ends with someone getting shot and the number eight. Okay, the the whole thing on the plane that was one time. Okay, that was like one time. It's not like Ethan kept doing it over and over and over again. Like Owen just needs to get over it because it was just one time. Cut. It was just that one time he got dangled out of a plane. Seriously, it's not even that big of a deal. It's not like he actually fell out of the plane. Yeah, it's not like he's dead. Rick, Are you dead? Did you die? Rick, did you, you die? When you finally saw the plane scene, were you? did you feel like, oh, it paid off. The, the plane they mentioned at the beginning, now I know about it. <laughs> well, now it it's confusing off? me because every time <laughs> I see anything that flies in this movie, I'm going to be like, is this what they're talking about? Are they going to a plane? Are we taking a helicopter to a plane? Just wait for it, everybody. There's a helicopter in this movie. <laughs> There's so <laughs> many helicopters. Helicopter. There's so many helicopters. The, the, Don't the worry least about exciting it. We'll helicopter we'll to to chase in the world. We'll get to Hey, shush. You, you, you save your sass for the appropriate time. No, I have plenty of sass for this movie. We are talking about Owen Davian and Owen Davian's rage and his counting ability. His, he is counted to four. He's, and Ethan has said, the rabbit's foot is in Paris. <laughs> And he's like, it's not in Paris. Why would you say Paris? Yeah, I'm like, that's so dumb. Well, now he's just li- now he's just lying. God and then, damn it, Ian. And he did he and then uh, they, I I do like this part where he just sh- up and shoots Julia in the leg. Yeah, <laughs> that's solid. That's solid hinching. Hey, that's antagonizing Ethan. Mm-hmm. That is a hobby. <laughs> yeah, that's when you know it's a hobby. Okay. Jack the problem, Bauer did that all the time. Jack Bauer would always be shooting people in the kneecaps in interviews. He was a okay. son of a gun. The problem with shooting spouses in the leg is that mm-hmm. most spouses only have two legs. Yeah. Right. So you're going to run out of knees real quick. Do you think he shot her in the knee? I think so. I'm, like, or the leg. I'm looking at the uh, the angle of the gun when it's fired, uh-huh. and I'm thinking knee. Or like maybe like right above the knee. So, so more like uh, forward to the back, back into <laughs> left, the left, into back to the back left, into the left. <clears throat> I got gotcha. you. Yeah, uh, if it's the knee, it's. I would think it'd be a thousand times. Well, also we know what happens later, but I think it would be a thousand times more painful to get shot. Okay, never been shot, but I'm just saying, getting shot in the knee seems like it would hurt more than getting shot in the leg. Yeah, I don't know. Well, okay, if you pause it at 28 seconds. Hmm. I can definitely see where, like, where the gun is so close to her leg, it's probably mm-hmm. going about mid-thigh. Okay. Like, midway up the femur. That's okay, then. But if there's, if there's, uh, Oh, like... if you look in the back, look, I can see some Harvey's Bristol cream. <laughs> look, there's, uh, there's that, and there's a little, uh, there's a little a pomade. No, there's none of that stuff, because it's a dentist office. Don't be ridiculous. Uh, all right. How about, how about, how about this one? How about this one? Here's your, here's your tech. Um... Second four, so I'm only four seconds into this minute. Uh huh. I don't like this mirror shot behind Ethan Hunt because no. it's the dentist mirror, the dentist yeah. mirror, the barber mirror, whatever mirror you want to call it, the sex shot mirror. Uh, 
It's clearly sex shop mirror. It's clearly two stand-ins, and the stand-in for Philip Seymour Hoffman's character isn't even holding the gun to the Julia stand-in's head. Yeah, he's like holding it over her head. Holding over her he's head and has it, a blonde wig. He's holding on. it down like this, like he's holding it to his chest. The gun. That's what it looks like. The gun's being held to the chest rather than extended. I'm doing this for a. He's camera. holding that gun like Post Malone holds a microphone. Yeah, yeah, accurate. And I will go find that and I will put that up on the IMF because every time I've seen Post Malone in concert on on a clip, he is holding the microphone in the most the most bizarre way, like the way that you would have to think about to hold. Hmm. And every time I'm always like, hmm, that's an interesting way of holding a microphone. That's what I think of when I see it. It's kind of this like limp wristed kind of like I'm kind of just kind of holding it to my chest, kind of dangling it down like a purse. Like when you when you hmm. see someone hold a purse yeah. up to their chest and they're holding it with both hands, but do only do it with one hand. That's kind of how I feel like he's holding that gun. No, it's it's definitely not where it's supposed to be. Uh, if you got shot in the leg, do you think uh, two pieces of duct tape would keep you from screaming your head off? <laughs> I've, no. I've, I've never understood the duct tape thing because duct tape to me always comes off. Yeah. I can pull it off my face this, with my mouth. This is just another example of Owen Davian's supernatural ability to have complete control over his subordinates. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, uh, 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 especially for, you know, you have a woman with long hair. Duct tape uh-huh. doesn't make sense because it's like the hair is over that duct tape. You're like, okay, hypothetically, I'm a crazed, uh, 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 well-built, uh, 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 smart, um, you know, super fit uh, weapons smuggler. Oh, we're uh, talking, talking about yourself, Dave. Okay. Yeah. You're talking about you, Dave. Yeah, this so is me. you. So me, David Davian, uh, if, <laughs> if I kidnapped a spouse and I was holding uh-huh. her as a hostage, no offense, I'm going to duct tape around the head and the hair. Like, I don't... Wow, you're, you're not even going to be a gentleman about I'm it? I'm not going to be like, oh, ma'am, I'll hold your hair up and then I'll have I'll have us go a few <laughs> strips of duct tape over your mouth and then I'll be fine. No! You like, don't think this was done by Minions by Brownway or whatever his name is? Here you go, ma'am. Here's a scrunchie for you. Yeah, and then we're going to let the scrunchie go. So well, they up. are in a, a barber shop, so there should be a, a lousy <laughs> with scrunchies. I don't think that tape goes any farther than, like, her jawline. Oh, yeah, that's not holding it, the mouth shut. This, this has the greatest... I, I don't say it often. There's, I really enjoy a good counting acting, and both sides of this counting acting is, this is the real, guys. This is the shots. This is the... You've got your actors on set, and they are they are doing it. Unlike Chris, they are firing on all cylinders. <laughs> yeah. they, they are giving a 10. Because he's like... All, he, all in the script it says is, I'm going to kill you, and seven and they make it into seven seven and he's like i'm gonna kill you and it's so good i do enjoy this part because the second he shoots her he uh, ethan loses his damn mind and it's great philip seymour hoffman must have been uh passing around the cocaine to everybody that day they both (laughs) lose their minds like the whole like it's so good he goes from zero to a hundred do you think i'm playing do you think i'm playing like that's totally tonal shift from how he's been the last two minutes yeah you were setting him up in my mind as this cool calm and collected bond villain this where's the rabbit's foot i'm gonna shoot her i'm gonna shoot her it's gonna hurt instead it's where is it seven do you think i'm playing yeah he went all the way to 11 real quick 
Now, but we know Philip Seymour Hoffman, you know, an accomplished actor and a good actor, if he was matching Tom Cruise's levels. That's got to be it. And because they're just acting against each other. I assume hopefully at some point the extra was sent away and they were able to actually shoot this. I know it's two different, you know, two different shots. I'm I'm hoping he shot. They did this together Yeah, because it's a screaming match when you get toward the end of the minute. Second ten. This is a different shot. The the uh, the blood's different. I've been I've been staring at this for the last few. Oh, you've been watching the blood. <laughs> I've been because I because I, I, I noticed when he says that in the the rabbit in Paris, he has almost no blood under his nose, and the cheek yeah. blood is like now it's like paint. It's like bright red. It's not like it's not like donut jelly where it was like dark yeah. and maroon. It's like it, bright it, red. So that well, this, is, this is a pickup shot or something. Well, as you should know, Dave, should when you get shot into the brain yeah. if you sniff and suck your blood back into your body yeah. it will make you stronger oh, blood <laughs> so he's reabsorbing his blood the blood this is what you inside. do you wouldn't know this because you didn't go through uh training yeah i didn't with with jim phelps that brain blood is is important jim phelps taught him first thing he's like ethan first buy a trench coat second <laughs> learn to absorb your own blood <laughs> for strength third don't sleep third, with my wife Oh, fine. Oh, yeah. Please don't have sex with my wife. Yeah. Fourth, find someone who looks a lot like her and marry her. <laughs> In the third installment of this franchise. Also, cut because your I, cut your hair. Cut your hair. Because like also. We, oh, we haven't even talked we have about, talked his about hair it. yet. We've gone three minutes not talking about the hair. Like, hey, remember when I had uh, long hair in two thousand? Yeah, right, yeah, right. Remember when I had long hair and a black girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. That was a phase. That was a phase. <laughs> <laughs> Now I have short hair and a tiny and a tiny white. And I listen wife. to Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yep. Now I listen to Kanye. <clears throat> no, now he listens to classical music. Now he's uh, now he's a whole different person. Wait, is that, wait, 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 Chris, is that is that true though? Kanye did like a, a song for Mission Impossible. Yeah, it's at the oh, end. Oh, yeah. Credits. It's at the end of this movie. It yeah. Is. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's, God, it somebody... surprised me. Okay, I thought that was. It may be. It may be. As we're taping this, it may be the song at the end of each episode. Oh, I got throwing a little, throwing a little Kanye. Although we do have a great outro, so I, I don't know. We'll see what I never. I might throw in a little. I was out of the theater at that point. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "All right, well, that's that's that movie." You didn't wait around for the stinger at the end. (laughs) Stinger. There's more more brain bomb guns. Isn't it interesting that these movies have never had those, even in all the most recent movies? Maybe we'll movies get them with... in the new ones. It's a, second, it's a two-parter. Uh, who knows? They could. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, you like a Fast and Furious style? Because Fast and Furious picked up on it. Yeah, because at the end of end of Mission Impossible 7, Swainback shows up and it's Anthony Hopkins. Ooh. Are we at the point where Ethan has given up? He's gotten to eight, and he is... He is literally kicking the chair he's in, whatever kind of chair it is. He's kicking the chair that he's in. He's stopped talking. He's shutting down mm. at eight. It's almost like, God, I just, I can't even think of anything else to say. And, you know, he says, you know, is it in Paris? He's just like, I'll get it for you. I've got it. You know, you just got to, he's, he's just, he's flailing at this point. All right. So now that I feel like we've talked about it enough, should we talk the fact that, like, it's, you know, it's not Julia. It is some henchwoman. Yes, yeah, it's his interpreter. It, 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 it's his interpreter slash uh, yeah. personal assistant. Because that's the other thing is we I got I, we have to think about that too. Is now that we, you know uh, rewatches 
where you're gonna watch this thinking like like that's an uh, the eyes of a different woman trying to get Ethan Hunt to save her. Like okay, he clearly thinks I'm a different woman. I have to you know. I think you know. Does she? I know don't think she's, she's playing it up though. I think she did not know Owen was going to shoot her in the leg. Yeah, Do you agree. It's hard because her eyes near the end. Once the bullet goes into her, the eyes are at her like I'm done. I think she realizes there's no, like this guy and this other you know Ethan Hunt can't get me out of here. And that's what I was curious of. Does she know she's wearing a mask? Like, wait, what? Oh, she's definitely she aware she's wearing a mask. You don't wear okay. a mask like that without knowing it. Right. Remember that? Remember we learned in the last movie, the other movie made canon. Those masks are sweaty inside. Oh, good point. Okay, fine. Yeah, we'll keep that. Yeah, that's canon. So yeah, so she just realizes she's just in the bed because yeah, she went from like because she didn't wake up like this. They put her in this mask and then told her, "Hey, you were talking about." It. They probably pulled her hair up because she's part of their team to put the tape on. They were gentlemen. They were like, "Hey, so you... hey, Lisa, we've got to put your oh, so you yeah, this she wasn't taken. Okay, you think she was taken and made forced to do this? <laughs> I think she was told by Owen Davian, who has complete control over all of his henchmen, as we all know, because that is one of his listed skills, that that he asked her, he said, you're going to put this on, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to wind him up. Okay, I, I, I looked at it a different way, where he like got his other henchmen, he was like, grab her, put on the chair, put a mask on. <laughs> well, you know, that could easily have happened also. And she's the, like, what? I, I, He's like, yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the management skills that Owen uses... <laughs> Uh, with his team, yeah. that could easily have happened. He called her into an HR meeting. Listen, uh, we were really disappointed by your performance in the Vatican City. Uh, you really let us down. Can you smell this rag? <laughs> we're not mad. We're not mad. We're just disappointed. We're gonna we're gonna be letting you go. Just giving you a heads up. Uh, we're gonna give you notice. The notice is we're gonna put this mask on you and then tie you up and then shoot you in the leg. But but yeah, I'm trying to think now. Uh, you know, this this is a you know, uh, she never looks at him up at him like boss. What are you doing? <laughs> That's what? true. She doesn't do that. So maybe she's hoping. Well, he is trying to sell it. Mm, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> this hurts a lot. Because she does calm down really fast too. I th- I think that calm down is a res- resigned. It's a resigned. Oh, is a, res- uh, a resignation. Uh, a, a resign. Uh, no, a resigned. Uh, she's like, I'm part of the cog in the wheel in this in this drama that we're doing, and I need to chill out and not be freaking out the whole time. No, other way around. But you, you just know, you just know, like you're you're past the begging for life, and now you're just like, just do it now. Like you just you're looking at Ethan Hunt. You're like, this guy doesn't. He even- just shot her in the leg. He didn't like end it. He didn't cut her femoral artery. She's I don't not know, bleeding man. out. I the way I see it is, she realizes he's going to count to ten. There's no way around. Ethan Hunt is not telling where the rabbit's foot is. Like, you know, I, that's how I see it as. Where she just says, "I'm dead." I would. Ex- oh, uh, I would expect her to then be more panicked. I really would. Hmm. I think the important question to be asking is, in hindsight, like watching this mm-hmm. for a second time, does knowing that this is the interpreter, the head of security, does that take some of the edge out of this scene? It does later on in the movie, and it does in rewatching it. Yeah. Because that's how it feels to me. Like, why do I care so much on the second viewing? What's going on in this scene? Honestly, well, I, I mean, that, I, that is a, how do you build? How do you make a? How do you make a movie though? Uh, interpreting second viewings. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> Fallout works on second viewing. 
I don't know, man. I'm sorry, but I, I do sometimes think this is a, this is a JJ thing. He goes, it is. You see it one time through, that, yeah. and it's quite the experience. And then there's and, no no room for second viewings. Not in the same yeah. way, I think. You know. Yeah, I don't know. You I, you watch a John Carpenter film. There's always little details. That you go, oh, mm-hmm. isn't that fun? Or um, you watch Shane Black, and you go, oh, look, he set up a little writing thing in here that paid off here. Um, I don't know. It feels yeah, you know, where it just feels JJ's like. We get that emotion. We get the theater. We get them in the theater. We get them bang, bang, boom, and they're out of the, and they're excited leaving the theater. And yeah, I, I just he's he's uh he's, like he's not thinking food. he's he's not thinking about the long term thing. He's thinking about the immediate yeah. uh, response from an audience on the, on that that moment, yeah. and not thinking and, about and the payoff. Great, going. and the payoff for this is good. Yeah, you're, it is. You go into the yeah. theme song here in the next minute, and it's it's like, what did I just watch? This is the first four minutes of a movie. Rick thinks he has the wrong, the wrong film. Yeah, I, I legit did. <laughs> and then the then the then the, uh, the then the theme song starts, and Rick's like, "Oh, thank God!" Yeah, I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm back on track." All right, but they just but, spliced but, but the I, end of the movie. But I remember, the front of the I remember movie. watching it the first time and feeling like, "Well, this isn't." I'm concerned at this point about the movie. Oh right, yeah. yeah, you're yeah I, oh, did you feel it had gone too far? I felt no. I felt like okay, I don't know what's going on and. I don't know if I really care at this point, and that's a problem. Like you hashtag know? not my mission impossible. I exactly. Think you don't, and, and, I was definitely and, and, and in it to, to go win along, it, though. I was to go along I was, with I Dave. Was gonna go along with it to go along with Dave's, you know, Star Wars dislike. <laughs> um, I felt the same way watching Rise of Skywalker. I was like, in the first ten minutes, I'm like, what the crap? What's going on here? This is like a highlights reel. It's not like there's any build up here. It's just like bam, 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 and let's move on. You know, and, the, the, and unfortunately, most of JJ's films, even the good ones, feel that way. It's like bam, 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 bam. Let's get to the end. The sooner we get and to the end, the what's the better. difference? What makes the good ones like? What makes the good ones good? Is it the actors in it, or is it? It's not the way it's shot because a lot of these things are carried over from movie yeah, to movie. They are. What do you think's causing us to enjoy some of them? A I, lot? I, th- I think the Star Star Trek films have a very specific plot. Like there's an A to Z. In those that that he's not jumping back and forth in time like he is with this one, or even with Star Wars, he's jumping from place to place so quickly that you're like, whoa, 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 hold on, let me catch my breath here, let me let me figure out where I'm going and what's going on, as opposed to it feeling like a bunch of cutscenes. Um, okay, you know, with Star Trek, even Star Trek Two or the the second one in the Darkness, it starts with a scene that sets up the it's like a James Bond opening, and it goes, yeah. it plays. Titles come up, and then they cut to the, the the story. You know, the same thing with the Star Trek one, the Star Trek the first one. It's like a James Bond open. It's a whole prelude. Titles come up, music swells, and then we cut to present day or quote unquote present day in that one. And so the story is very linearly told and very. It's not as quick as this film feels, or as Rise of Skywalker feels, to me at least. What would have made this? stronger opening could they have kept some of this would it have been if it had played out maybe in a more of a medium shot would it have been less hectic I, what I, would have it's, what do you think this would have do you think this should not have been in there they should have put something else i think in? they should have put something else in. if they were going to put this in they should have had a a setup like the way the first mission impossible did where they had we saw them doing the teamwork we saw them 
watching. Because right. I don't even know if he's on a mission at exactly. this point. Exactly. I don't Did know you guys what's think going about on. that. Yeah. Did you ever think this is all fake and he's really not tied down and he's is it a test? What's going down? on? Yeah. There's no yeah, payoff like, to what yeah, it is. Is it a test? This could have easily have been. I hear the whirring of sirens. Yeah. They're like, all right, boys. Pack it up and like yeah. it's a test and all the doors and walls yeah. fall down. You know, oddly enough, that thought actually did cross my mind when I was watching it the first time. Because that could have easily happened like they do in Fallout. Yeah. It could have been the fake out. Yeah. And even and, even and, even and something like the problem like, is with these yeah, but these movies is there's these movies are built on fake outs. Yeah. Even something like like the Kingsman pulls that off really well where they've got him tied up to the tracks. And they're mm. trying to get him to say what's what, what's what, and he refuses. Will you die for the Kingsman. Exactly. And he refuses, and the train comes through, and he falls through the ground. And it's like, that, that That shows you, even if it was something like that, it would set up our our expectations of what to expect with the film. But this one doesn't set up any expectations, because one, you don't know who any of the characters are besides Ethan. There's no dramatic tension other than the camera giving you that tension and JJ forcing it on you. Uh, I would have been. I would have been better... I think at the beginning, and we'll get to this in later minutes. If is if the scene that comes up next a- after the house, the the Carrie Russell scene yeah. was the cold open. Yes, I agree. And if she died at the end of the cold open, and that's where it starts, yeah, I'm still like, who is this? Why does he care? But, but oh but god, you he's you, married. You already have Luther and Ethan, and you know they were on a mission to save somebody. Yes. And, and having I think that, that would have focused me. The, the, the same way that like GoldenEye has it, you know, you start up with James Bond, you don't know who these people are that he's interacting with, then all of a sudden it starts to build, you see mm-hmm. the betrayal, or you see, you know, the explosion, it moves on, and then later you find out it's all part of the plan later, uh, you know, or what happens to build to that plan. Um, but I think that this one, it just, it, you're throwing us into an environment that, like Dave said, or you guys said earlier, if it was a TV show, this would have been a great opening because it's a bigger thing. But we don't have that. We're not given enough time to unravel this. It's like four minutes and we're not, there's not, there's, there's not enough there to connect with. I don't think I like, I don't know if like, I, I don't like any of his movies he directed. I just looked at his, I just looked at IMDb. I said, what movies here do I like? You don't like Star Trek? No, only the third one. I thought third, Star Trek three, the, the, I didn't, I, I, first one I Beyond. was. Beyond. Beyond. Yeah. I like Beyond. With Justin Lin. I liked I liked Beyond. I liked the I liked I liked the the team. The team seemed to work better in that third film. Um, everybody was. I like, thought the first one was. I thought the first one was put together correctly, and also dealing with a problem that Star Trek was going to have, which was this. You know, it, the the J.J. Abrams didn't have to worry about the EU when he did Star Wars, yeah. his Star Wars movie, because they'd already said this is no longer canon. Here's here's what we're doing. Yeah. Whereas Star Trek had nothing but canon, mm-hmm. and it's just like here's this baggage. How do we get rid of it? Yeah. We just make an alternate timeline. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, that's actually pretty good. No, that was great. Yeah. And and that's the same writers and it's the same director. And I'm just wondering what is the disconnect? Damon, Damon Lindelof was also, though, involved yep. in, in yep. the Star Trek, the first one. Correct. And I think that's a big difference, you know? Yeah. Okay. Can I propose an alternative opening to this movie? Please. Of course. Yeah. I would love the Rick cut. So- We've seen in previous movies, Ethan, like, being part of a team and doing these secret missions. And so what you do is you start off with Ethan at the beginning of this movie. Like, he's in a car. He's driving fast down streets. He's got, like, a phone communication. Luther's on the other side of the phone. Running would be good. Running would be great. Um, And so what you think is that Ethan is part of this high-tension mission. He's trying to pull something off super dangerous. And then... 
by the end of that sequence, it's revealed that Luther is standing outside of Ethan's house, outside the party, and Ethan was, like, going on an ice run or something oh, like that. Oh, that'd be funny. That would be a fun way to start the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's running and, like, or, yeah, like, trying to get through traffic, and, like, he's, like, he's almost, like, got a bomb. It's, like, 15 seconds left, Ethan. There's, like, a countdown, and he gets there, and it's, like, it was a, it was a cake or a frozen cake or a, a party or yeah i agree yeah or, i agree that even, would... even like the wedding aspect you know you could have done it like like the incredibles you know where he's trying to get to the wedding oh yeah yeah i'd have been okay I, i'm okay with i like it better that they're already i am glad they didn't show any of that yeah, yeah. like i'm i'm much better with he's already in a relationship because it's even more jarring because you're like ethan's just normal now and we'll get to that in the next minute. yeah like you could have him like rifling through a desk and it's and he pulls out this little box or something like that and inside the box is the engagement ring because they've thrown this party and he's there at the party to propose yeah and mm. so he's racing against the clock because he forgot the engagement ring back at the office right, right. Or, or somewhere yeah, yeah. it would have been it would have been a nice twist on the trope of the openings that they've had so far if you'd made it that it was everything was just a normal um event but he's still in that headspace of ethan hunt super spy you know exactly like he yeah. still has the skills but now he's transitioned from action rock climbing ethan to domestic hanging out with uh the in-laws ethan yeah i've been okay with that too I too uh, but i think that i think jj came in here with some baggage that people are like two is dumb <laughs> and even though it made a ton of money you know, people, I think people thought this wasn't uh, this wasn't the Mission Impossible. I, I wanted something grittier. I think we were in the time of, of I say the time of gritty. That that means a whole new thing now. <laughs> it does. This is now the time of gritty. But yeah, after, and, especially after Dark Knight and everybody wanted, oh, let's get dark and real, you know. I mean, this is before Dark Knight. No, no, not the uh, Batman Begins was after the, was before this. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I think that there's a realism he was being told, like, we need a spy movie with some edge. And it was also the same and, year that that the, the new Bond movie was coming out too, Casino Royale. So, you know, they got a, they had a lot of competition, and Bourne had already come out too. So, yeah, you know, let's 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 cap this for now, and we'll come back to it tomorrow and talk more about this because it's the culmination of this scene tomorrow. Uh, and let's uh, um, we're gonna go into tech of the app, but before we do that, I'm gonna have to shoot Rick in the leg. So. <laughs> Yeah, I told you. You didn't see it was coming, did you? I didn't see it coming. Nope. Well, you seem calm now again. Good. Wait, are you on my side the whole time? Were you? Uh, are you? Uh, are you one of my henchmen? He was you a double a double mask? agent. You have complete control. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, welcome back to the dentist slash uh, uh, barbershop chair of the tech of the app. Uh, welcome, Rick. Welcome. You don't need a barber, but uh, well, welcome anyway. All are welcome. You also don't. I, I wouldn't say you need a dentist. I don't actually remember what your teeth look like, Rick, but I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure they're beautiful. Um, and uh, and Dave shaved off his beard, so we don't. He didn't need to go see a barber either. Oh, Dave has Dave, put, Dave put black, black tape, tape over, over his face. His face yeah. uh, thank you for doing a visual bit, Dave. That's <laughs> <laughs> not Dave. That's one of his henchmen in, in a Dave mask. It's okay, Jules. It's okay. Here, stay Jules, with I'll me. help you. Stay. Jules, Jules, stay with me. Well, uh, hold on, Jules. I'm gonna shoot you the leg. Hold on, here it comes. God, gorilla tape hurts on beard. <laughs> which hurt more? Which hurt worse, the tape or the shot I just shot oh, at you? Oh God, I'll take a bullet to the leg over that. Ow. 
All right. Well, uh, just while we're at it, Chris, come here. I'm going to show you something. <laughs> what is it? Ow. <laughs> wow. Chris Chris, take, Chris takes a bullet like a champ, doesn't he? Yeah. I'll, sh- I'll shoot myself in the leg at the end of the episode. It's what we call I quality. I take things like champs all the time. It's what we call quality painkillers. Yeah. Exactly. Dave, take it yet, buddy. Uh, well, I got it's got to be that doctor that stays on even through a bullet wound scream. <laughs> I mean, you just showed you just showed that you're getting shot. Your your tape is going to fall off your face. Yeah, <laughs> it's and, not going to stay. And on. You don't it, have especially the, the, you don't have the pretty smooth face that the machine. I mean, they're Monaghan in Shanghai. Has. They're in Shanghai. It is not. It is humid. Oh, yeah. sweaty, super sweaty. They're very sweaty right now. Sweaty, sweaty. That, that uh, that dentist office does not have air conditioning. No. So, and she's like wearing like what looks to be like almost like overalls or something too, like. Mm-hmm. I think they're supposed to be scrubs. Oh yeah. Well, when this, that makes sense. The shot of her leg, it looked it looked like like um almost like corduroys. Yeah, I think it's the business suit that she was wearing earlier. The the assistant. <laughs> That's what it looks. Oh, like. Oh really? It's yeah. the actual business suit. We we'll have to look for that in, yeah. in, in later episodes. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right, uh, Rick. It should be the scrubs or whatever they stole. I don't think they, they, they changed yeah. their outfit. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah, it looks like yeah, it looks like brown slacks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember Jules owning a pair of brown slacks. Uh, that's what I, the <laughs> first thing I would think, I'm like, I don't remember my, my my lady wearing having that outfit. It looks like my wife, but she doesn't own those pants. My God, my woman doesn't wear pants. My wife could take a bullet better than that. <laughs> why, why, why is she crying so much? Why is she such a wimp? Rick, what about you? Uh, I'm definitely going to go with a technique of the epnique in that the uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is doing that um, Jupiter ascending quiet then loud villain style. Oh yes, yeah, the uh, ready the Eddie, Eddie Redmayne. Redmayne yeah. Oh yep. boy. It's good. Hey. He has my attention. It's not in Paris. 5 oh, 6. You know- Do you think I'm playing? Uh, Chris, you know what we got to get for a technique epic? We got to get the guy that stabilized the Patterson Gimlin film to do this scene and just see what this movie looks like if you just stabilize oh, yeah. it. <laughs> you stabilize it. Oh, so we'll have to watch the corners of it, like, moving yeah. around, but the stuff in the middle all yeah. stays the same. I'm telling you, man, watch the Paris and Gimlin film, Stabilized. You're like, that's that's a monster, Watch, man. Go watch uh, uh, any of the old Star Trek stuff. They took Next Generation and they stabilized yeah. uh, the old, you know, left to right shake that they all had to do. Oh, no. It's hilarious because it looks, yeah. it looks so lame because they're all just kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> shaking your desk oh no yeah yeah it's like oh no down. it's it's pretty it's pretty great yeah there is there's a lot of shake going yeah, on in this uh i'd say my you know what i'm going technique ep week it's definitely the acting this is the acting dialed up to nine uh for both owen and for ethan <laughs> and it, it's good it, it, i do enjoy it i understand that this scene has a lot of baggage and that we've kind of bagged on this entire opening scene is not being is as being a little too much but i do enjoy the crew's acting in this scene i feel i feel like seeing him powerless is a fun way to to start the movie for someone that always has the answers yeah, yeah. no i i, I, I think in these moments yeah philip Sierra hoffman i like i like this intensely i don't i don't like the the tired, exhausted sound. I really like this. Yeah. Intense. No, no, I like him. I like him like this. Yeah. This I wish Hop- he was like this the whole time. Yeah. Philzer Hop is way more interesting this way rather than coming out the uh, <laughs> tired sounding. I agree. Chris, what about you? I'm going with the bad robot again, shaking that camera, man. He's, <laughs> he's going to town yeah. on this thing. Beep, borp, beep, borp. You know, just. Uh, 
He's yeah, really second, second, <laughs> second, thirty-eight. 80% of the shot is, exactly. is Phil Zero's like, face. Can, can Chris just pick the bad robot every time? Is that what's going to happen? No. Is that, is that what's happening this season? No, no. Is it, that's just right now because it's the opening. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're just not used to it yet. You got to get used to it. Oh, yeah. It's like motion sickness. When you first get on a boat, you got to kind of deal, get your sea legs. You're getting your JJ legs right now. I, I ha- I've, been, I've been Pavlov by the bad robot logo because of Lost because it'd be like, uh, bad robot. Meanwhile, I'm like on the couch, like, what was that episode even about? Next week on Lost. What happened? <laughs> Jackie and Kate discover a new secret on the island. Next week, the hatch will be open another quarter of an inch. Ah, Locke, don't tell me what's <laughs> on the island. Ah. Locke will get back the use of his legs, only to lose it by the end of the episode. Oh, come on. <laughs> ben Linus gets out of another jam, kills somebody else. The Smoke Monster. Well, guys, this has been great. We'll talk to you tomorrow for Thursday's Minute 4 of our Mission Impossible 3. So until tomorrow, I'm Jonathan. I'm Chris. I'm Dave. And I'm Rick. You think I'm playing? (laughs) Stay with me. Dave. Dave, I'm going to shoot you in the leg again. I swear to God. (laughs) This minute will self-destruct. No, I shot you in the leg again. No! <laughs> Flavin! Flavin! Why do you get out? See you!